Fans, welcome back to Fourth and Instant to Husky Podcast. I'm, I'm Jake. And we're like the glove and rain man. Supersonic. Have I already done that one? Uh yeah, I think so. But actually I have one for you. Okay. We are like Clint, Joe, and Garth. Clint, Joe, and Garth. Yeah. There's three yeah. of them. Oh boy! All I can think of is um, like Clint Black and Garth. There you Brooks. go, Joe Diffie. Are you yeah. serious, dude? Look at me. Nineties country, baby. That's the best. Country. It's the only country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Siri or what? Alexa. Whenever I'm like Alexa, she's like, oh, crap. <laughs> playing nineties country. <laughs> Miranda walks in. She's like, "You're an idiot." That's I'm like whatever. That's all it. I know every song. That's all I've been listening to lately. Isn't it yeah, great? This is the best. How many? Have you ever been to a Garth Brooks concert? Yeah, two of them. As have I. Have you? Yeah. I went to the one in Key Arena when I was like twelve, and then I went and saw him in Vegas a couple of years back with my wife. So we we didn't know each other back then, but we might have been at that same concert because I also went to a Key Arena concert. Yeah, and I think he was only here once. Yeah, he might have done two shows. I think he did a Saturday-Sunday thing. I, I think so. I don't remember. I know that he pointed at my little sister who was No, like he didn't. Eight. He did. He pointed, in, he pointed in a general area at a crowd. No. no. <laughs> He pointed and did like a little baby wave. No, because she was she was sitting with a bunch of like, you know, like college college girls. Mm-hmm. But I, I, dude, ask my mom; she wouldn't lie. Like I was so far up what? in the key, he also way to be up. In the- oh yeah, yeah, like, I was way up there too. I was so far up there; my back was leaning up against the concrete. <laughs> That's where I was too. I don't know how my sister and we had like two, two pairs of seats. One was down low and one was up top. You got screwed. I did. Let's talk football. All right. So, what do you think the state of the Washington football program is right now? I think we have the best state in the Pac-12 in general. Uh, we have the only two teams that are ranked in the Pac-12. Utah is as well now. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Well, previous to last week, we had the only two ranked teams in the Pac-12. Wazoo being in the top 10. We just went to the college football playoff two years ago, followed up that with a Fiesta Bowl appearance. I think uh, Washington's the strongest state in the Pac-12. Yeah, bar none, hands down. California's just not doing it. California's been the prototypical strong suit in the Pac-12 with Stanford, USC, uh, Cal's had runs. They they haven't been consistently good, but we kind of own the Pac-12 right now. And I don't I don't see it changing for a little while as long as you know Clay Helton stays at USC. Uh, they're going to continue to struggle. Stanford's kind of in a little lull right now, so I think. Washington's really got a stranglehold on college football or on, on the Pac-12. 
I could see Oregon being a problem. But um, other than that, Washington's got a, a firm grasp on, on the Pac-12 for a little while. Yeah. Well, what do you think this, the, the status of uh, the Washington program is? How do you feel that – is it trending in the right direction? Are yeah. They, are they plateauing? Yeah. Are they going down? No, 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 no. Anybody that thinks that they're plateauing right now is sorely, sorely mistaken because when, when we get Eason in next year – we then we have two years of Eason plus the defense that we have right now, plus more. We were getting more talent in than we we've gotten in what twenty years. Yeah. And then and then after Eason, it's not like everything goes away because then we also have we have Sermon and Yankoff waiting past them, and those are top tier quarterback recruits. And then after that, we have another kid from. Graham Kapowskin, uh, another Jake, isn't it? Uh, Dylan Morris. Dylan Morris. And then we just offered uh, Sam Heward. Yeah, Sam so, Heward's probably going to end up being the number one rated quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. So, and I, my guess is that he's coming here. So, we have talent. Just, we, I, do, I don't see us plateauing. For the next 10 years, I see us consistently getting better. We might have a down year, maybe, in between Eason and Sermon. I don't think it's good. You know, I, I, this team's just going to stay in stride as long as Peterson's here. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that anybody who sees this group as plateaued, uh, I don't think is looking at recruiting super carefully because these next two classes that we have are really, really, really deep. Yes. Um, We're looking at, you know, one of the top recruiting classes in the pack 12, but not only that, but, you know, recruits are great, but the development that goes on in the Washington program is, is fantastic. And what we're seeing is we're seeing guys, you know, you, you look at, Greg Gaines is a three-star. Kevin King was a three-star. Sidney Jones was a three-star. All these guys coming in. uh, The guy who just got drafted last year, um, Vita Vea, three-star. Elijah Qualls. Elijah Qualls was a – I can't remember what he was. I don't think he was much more than a three-star. So, and, and we're putting those guys in the NFL. Now we're starting to get a lot of four-star, and we're really starting to push the envelope with some five-star guys. We lost Ali Keho, but it looks like we're going to get another five-star guy in this class. And those guys in this program are going to succeed at a major level. And so I think that the sky's the limit in the next five years. Um, I expect Washington to be, in the next five years after this year, I think anything short of being in the Pac-12 championship three times would be a letdown. Yeah. And it's not – of course, I'm always going to be a homer because I am a huge homer. But I also am seeing the trajectory of the program, the recruits, and the coaching. They would um, do anything but succeed. 
when uh, when me and my dad went to Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl, we went to a Husky pregame event, and we we had a conversation with an uh, older married couple, uh, older older, long time alumni, um, and he said that he thinks that we were going to go to the national this year. And I told him three years from then, Eason's senior season, because of the uh, the, the quality of quarterback play you're going to get from Eason versus now. I'm not saying that Browning's bad. I mean, we've had this, we've gone back and forth on this forever, but I just think Eason's gonna is gonna be a better quarterback in college than Jake will, just pure arm talent wise, and him learning from Jake. I think he's set up to take this team to a place that hasn't happened since Tui's been here. I mean, I hope you're right. And I think that you're going to be right. And it's not the thing about the Tui years is it was Tui and some pretty good players. But with Eason coming onto this group, he's going to be around all Americans. Everywhere. He's going to be around huge. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about New Heisel and even Sarkeesian was they really struggled to recruit girth. They had a hard time on the defensive and offensive lines. And what we're seeing from this new staff is that they can recruit those offensive and defensive linemen at a high level. Yeah. You know, and, and it happened the, uh, the previous O-line coach whiffed on um, Foster Sorrell and he was essentially let go. He ended up taking a job in the NFL for less money to go coach the Broncos. And although they didn't have to fire him, it was one of those you need to go because you didn't get your job done. And now I'm spacing on the O-line coach's name, but he's doing fantastically in recruiting. Yeah. And that's what it is. If you don't get your stuff done, they'll get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah, and you always hear from everybody, you need to win the state, you know, yeah. and, and, and losing out on Foster on an in-state kid is a big, big loss. You know, he's, he was, what, the third-rated recruit in the nation? Yeah. You know, so. So, overall, I think the state of the Washington program is, we're, we're looking at a, a really high ceiling in the next few years, which will be really fun to uh, watch. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to this week's game. Uh, Washington is hosting Oregon State. It is senior day. It is the last time that Miles Gaskin, Jake Browning, Greg Gaines, BBK, JoJo, Joe McIntosh, uh, Jalen Johnson. It's the last time, uh, Caleb McGarry. It's the last time that they will be suiting up and playing at uh, Washington's field, uh, which is, it's kind of a really weird, really weird thing to say, especially with McGarry, Miles, and Jake, who have pretty much played every single game for the last four years, that this is going to be the last time they step on the field. I guess the good part, the good news to that, is that it's not going to be the last time Trey Adams steps on the field. Yeah. We did get confirmation that he's coming back next year, which is yeah, nice. We did. Yeah. And he still, with that, he can still play in the next four games and still be eligible to play. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see if that happens. So. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a good day to have a senior game because they're not going to have to play the entire game. They, yeah, I mean, you can take them out too. They better be able to come out to a standing ovation in the third quarter. I would hope so. Yeah. So Oregon State's coming in under new head coach Jonathan Smith, familiar name to us as he was the OC here for the last few years. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith became famous when Oregon State, he was Oregon State's uh, starting quarterback the last time they were really, really relevant. Uh, and he went down and beat the number three team in the nation in one of those big bowl games. Um, but he's got a, he has a bear covered. Um, they got their first Pac-12 win against Colorado a couple weeks ago. But they're severely outmanned and they're coming to Husky stadium on an emotional an emotion filled day. So I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty tough day for Oregon state. Yeah. I mean, Washington's not going to go out there and lay a dud one week before the apple cup with the PAC 12 North championship on the line. Right. If they did, I think uh, not one of these guys would be on the team next year. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, th- they can't run the ball. Or, I'm sorry, they can't throw the ball. Um, you know, Luton has 1,100 yards, which is half of what Browning has. Well, he hasn't played most of the season either. Who has then? Uh, I can't remember how to say his name. I've not followed them much, but Luton hurt his back and then they went to another guy and now they're back to Luton. So, I mean, okay, go, go away from just their quarterback. Their top receiver has almost 700 yards. I mean, our top receiver has a little bit over 700 yards, but Jake spreads the ball out really well. I mean, their, their offense isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, they have, not the not the worst quarterback in the world. Uh, Washington has played Jake Luton before, but what team did he play for? Do you remember? San Jose, Idaho. Ha! Uh, it's same conference. Uh, maybe. Uh, they can they can run the ball. They can, they can run the ball. That's the one thing that makes me nervous is um, our run defense versus their run offense. Exactly. Yeah. Although I just don't their their defense on the flip side is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the Oregon State Stanford game and they had four missed tackles consistently on plays. I mean, these guys cannot tackle, they cannot cover. Our offensive uh group is going to have an absolute day, in my opinion. You could those 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 deep crossing routes that you see uh, Fuller run all the time. You could see those plays going for fifteen to twenty yards against quality Pac-12 teams. You could see that same play going to the house. Yeah, yeah. Against Oregon State. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I I think that. Oregon State might be able to put up a couple of maybe a touchdown or a couple of points, 
but I I don't think this is going to be much of a competitive game going into the third quarter. I hope not. I really do. I I my hope for this game is that you can you can bring a senior off with a standing ovation in the middle of a drive and send him off the right way in the third quarter. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be nice. I don't care when in the third quarter. It could be late in the third quarter. It could be early. Just get him off the field and let him get a standing O. Yeah. So I think I think that's probably all we have for the Oregon State preview, right? We don't expect it to be much of a game. We expect their run game to do a little bit. But I think it's going to be a drubbing by Washington. Yeah, I mean, if anything – the only, the only thing really that you're going to see more than any other game this year is a stacked box. Yeah. You know, you're going to see seven, eight guys in the box just trying to stop them from running and try to make them throw. Yeah. You know, he's got to throw against our cornerbacks, which doesn't bode well for most quarterbacks. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, So let's talk about kind of just the state of the Pac-12. How do you feel – the Pac-12 is shown up this year. What do you think the trajectory of the conference is? And uh, where do you think are we a, is it a, a lower tier conference? Is it a really competitive conference or is it a couple of good teams and direct uh, beyond that? That's a, that's a, that's a loaded question, man. That's tough. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a good conference just because I don't know if we have the upper echelon teams that like the SEC or the Big 12 has. We don't have the Oklahoma. We don't have the Alabama. The ACC has the Clemson. Yeah. We just don't we just don't have that this year. Wazoo is is our highest rated team and really I don't even think they're eighth in the nation. I just uh, – the Pac-12 has had a couple of rough years. I do see it going our the Pac-12's way the next couple of years because as Washington gets better, it will, you know, bring – Washington has a better chance at going to a, a college football playoff than Washington State does just because of rank, name recognition. And once Clay Helton gets the boot out of USC and they bring in recruits and start doing better, that'll be better for the Pac-12 as well. We, As a conference, we need Pac-12 to be better, or uh, USC to be better, because it's good for our conference, because it, it brings recognition to our conference. Yeah, and the times where the Pac-12, Pac-10 has been at their height is when it's Washington and, and USC as those two big-time teams. Yeah, You saw, you know, it kind of – it shifted in the last decade where it was a lot more, you know, Stanford, Oregon were kind of the torchbearers. And if you look back at that time, it's really a time of mediocrity in the Pac-12. Yeah, And you're hoping – Washington isn't there yet based on the fact that we haven't been able to get back to that 
championship level group. You know, we didn't make the Pac-12 North championship. We didn't make Pac-12 championship last year. We have a shot this year, but we need those consistently good teams. I think you're right when you say that there's no elite team in the Pac-12. As of right now, it's Wazoo. But Wazoo, you know, they're a couple of plays away from being, you know, seven and two and are uh, eight and two instead of nine and one. I think that I, and we both agree that we think they're going to get beat in the apple cup. Therefore the PAC 12 again, will not have a representative in the PAC 12 in the college football playoff. Yeah. So I think, I don't think they're mediocre. I think there's a lot of mediocre teams that, do a really good job of bringing down those upper echelon teams down to their level. You know, the Oregon win over Washington was one where Washington really should have won it in, in regulation. Plus, you know, having back-to-back road games with Oregon, having the day, the week off before things like that, I think just really muddle up the overall strengths of this conference. Absolutely. So, uh, it, the other thing that muddle up, muddles up this conference is the bottom feeders. The the Oregon States and the Colorados that have just consistently uh, – Colorado, other than one year, has just been on the bottom and hasn't really brought anything to the table. Do you know that Colorado has either finished last or first since joining the Pac-12? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But the sad thing is they only finished first once. One time. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, you know, all they're doing is bringing the strength of schedule down for everybody else that's winning. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you look at, if you have CU on the schedule, if you have OSU on the schedule, you can mark it down as one step closer to a bull win. It's those middle teams that have come up and bite. Uh, have bitten the uh, the the top teams in that league that have really hurt us this year. You know, you look yeah. at Cal, who looked really bad against some teams, end up beating Washington. They had a chance to beat Washington State the next week. You have Oregon taking Washington down. You have ASU beating Utah. Just all sorts of really funky things that have gone on that have really made the Pac-12, from an outsider's view, look pretty mediocre. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I wish that I wish the Pac-12 were a little more – had a, a, a little bit better of a non-conference record. We didn't do super well in that category this year, and I think that it's really hurt our perception. Absolutely. Yeah, it totally has. Yeah. Um, it, and, it, and honestly, it'd be nice if Stanford did get back to where they were. I, it'd, be, it'd be dream scenario for the Pac-12 is USC, Stanford, Washington, and Washington State are all top 20, 15 teams. Yeah, I don't think – I think you. I, if I were – I would bet they would rather have – UCLA than Washington uh, State. Yeah, probably. I just at UCLA is just 
the little brother to USC. Totally agree. But you know, California California is what drives the Pacific Coast. Yeah. So that's what they want. I mean, Washington is its own people love the, the city of Seattle, they love the University of Washington. But in all reality, you get west uh, east of the Mississippi, they you might as well put us in Alaska. Yeah. So they want those wash. They do. They do like the traditional Washington power, and then it's all about California, baby. Yeah. So what about the state of the Pac-12 North? What What do you make of what's gone on? Some of the cannibalism that's gone up up top in the North this year. What do you? What is your thoughts on the Pac-12 North in general? Uh, Pac-12 North is tough this year, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely the class of the Pac-12. Oh yeah. You know, I just we have probably the mm, we probably have the top four teams in the Pac-12 with us, Wazoo, Stanford, and Oregon. I mean, who who in the Pac-12? Uh, Utah, I would put it in front of Oregon, Oregon, and and probably not Stanford. Well, they beat the crap out of them. Yeah, I know, but not with they beat the crap out of them with Huntley. Yeah, well then, and then they just beat the crap out of Oregon without him. Yeah, it's true they did, didn't they? That's what like this. This conference is so confusing. Yeah, I the the Pac-12 South is way more confusing than the North. Yeah, you're right. I think the North has really ironed itself out, except for that top two spots, which will come down to next Friday. Which has been the case the last three years, isn't it? It really has. You know? Yeah. It's that the Apple Cup has held, you know, the rights to the Pac-12 championship, which is awesome. Yeah, even last year, Wazoo wins the Apple Cup. They go to the Pac-12 championship. Yep. And Washington got to play spoiler. (laughs) <laughs> so okay so let's move down to the south what do you make of the south man i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean we can, I, uh, can we say that ucla is the worst team now um I, yeah uh no i think colorado is man colorado won five in a row and now they've like lost five in a row colorado is a dumpster fire they're struggling. Like, they're beyond struggling. It looks like two but different the, teams. It does, man. I, uh, it's, it's in shambles. It, any, anybody. So, how many teams do you legitimately have in that, in that race? You have Arizona, you have Utah, you have USC. I think USC's out. Are they out? They got to be close to being out. ASU actually controls its own destiny. ASU does. ASU is in there, which is, man, I mean, they were just in the bottom of the Pac-12 South two weeks ago. Yeah. I say, Well, with beating uh, Utah, if they win out, they're your Pac-12 South champions. South champions, yeah. They, they hold the tiebreak over Utah, and if they beat Arizona, you're looking at Arizona State. With a uh, eight and four record, 
going on to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, I just – I don't – you could speculate all you want as far as the Pac-12 South, but you're going to be wrong half the time. Right, yeah. we So they have um, – it looks like they're headed to Oregon this week. Who, Arizona State? Arizona State, which – And that could be a game that they lose. Yeah, uh, but, it, you know, if Oregon keeps playing the way that they've been playing, that's a win, and then it comes down to the – to the Arizona Arizona State game, yeah. Well, and Arizona's got a tough game too this week with uh, they they have Wazoo. Yeah, and it looks like if they lose to Wazoo, they are out. Yeah, they'd be out of the running. Well, I mean, listen to this. I mean, Utah has had a really tough. They'd be out of the running off. unless Arizona State lost uh, to Oregon. No, because then I think that Utah would end up having the the tie break on them, because Utah's five and three over in in conference. Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State are both four and three. So, and then Utah also gets the benefit of playing. I think their their last one is they play Colorado, and you know that they should win that game. Yeah. So I guess we'll see, but I mean we're in. We're looking at uh, the a way that the Pac-12 South champion could have three or four losses in conference, yeah, or three losses in conference, and that's crazy. Well, well there for a little while we were talking about the Pac-12 South champion having a losing conference record. Yeah, I, I don't think that's. I don't know if that'd be possible, but. I mean, we're not far. Uh, it absolutely could be possible. The the champ having uh, you lose to all the pack, you lose to all the Pac twelve North teams. Well, you don't. You, then, you only play four of them. Okay, but then you split with the South teams. Yeah, I don't think it's possible, but I mean, it's uh, it's a hundred percent possible. All right, we're gonna have to get a math guy on here and figure that don't, out. Don't don't question my authority. I'm I'm going to on this one. <laughs> Who's good at math? Nobody. No, it's no, it don't matter. The the South is. You're a campus. teacher. You're a teacher. Yeah, I'm. I don't do quick math. Quick math. Not, go. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Whose jobs are on the line? Uh, the Pac-12 South. Everybody? No. I, uh... I, I... Are they coming for you, Trev? Dude, I don't know what's going on. So we got... Uh, maybe there's somebody... Maybe. So we just moved to a new house. And it seems like most of the people that live around here are what you'd call a little elderly. <laughs> so that might be a... Oh, we got red lights going outside. Uh-oh. Whose job is uh, on? <laughs> Clay Helton's seat is so hot you could fry an egg on it. Yeah, he's probably gone. He's done. But USC, he's... they're in they're that whole university right now is not healthy. No. They have they don't have a president and then their AD has never been an AD before. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think he's gone, but I don't trust them to make a good hire. 
he has to be gone. And you know who else is probably gone? Is uh, Mike McIntyre. Yeah, I agree. He's he's, but everybody else in the South is so new. They're, you know they're brand new, so they're they're going to have another year at least, or two or three. Well, some, to... Yeah, someone and and Herm aren't going anywhere, and then Whittingham no. is knocking on the door of finally breaking through and being the South champ. So yeah, they're, they're... and then you got. You, you got a new coach in Oregon, even though they're struggling as of late. He's brand new, so they're not going to do anything with him. Yeah. I mean, they obviously keep coaches way too long. <laughs> um, who, who else? Peterson's not even worth talking about. Okay, but seriously, there are going to be stupid reports that if and when Helton is fired, that Peterson will be linked to the USC job. He's not going. Those are false. Those are yeah. people trying Stop. to get people to talk. Those are yeah. those don't, are fake. Don't let them get your goat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, Leach is about to win Pac-12 Coach of the Year. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You got to give Wilcox at least one more year. I mean, his seat's starting to get a little warm, but he just beat Washington, so... No, his seat's just fine. I mean, he yeah. he took down Washington. He They're bowl eligible. He's in good shape. He's he's yeah. doing... He's actually, I think, one of those coaches on the rise, which makes me sick, just because it's another Pac-12 North team that's going yeah. to be good in the next few years. Yeah. While the Pac-12 South just stays mediocre. Yeah. No. So you think you think Kevin Sumlin's seat's hot at all, or do you think he's he's got it turned around, dude? He he kind of it does have it turned around a little bit. You you never would have thought turning Khalil Tate into a pocket passer would have ever worked. It, but it, I mean, no, but it's kind of working now. Yeah, there go my video game numbers that I said that he was going to put up this year. Holy cow! Yeah, I didn't even come close. No, he he's not going to win the Heisman. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who is right? Tua. Yeah. Do you think they even invite two other people to the ceremony this year? Who do they invite? Kyler Murray or? Yeah, they'll invite Kyler Murray, and then probably that. Uh, there's a running back. Hey, Garner Minshew might even be invited. Maybe. So they might bring him there for the mustache appeal. Oh God, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Did you see when he put a mustache on Leach? Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Leach, Leach looked like such an idiot. He loved it. He was so – oh, man. He go, oh, oh, yeah, I'll take this mustache. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I listened to an interview with the previous Pac-10 conference commissioner, and he talked about realignment and how they tried to grow the Pac-10 to the Pac-12 in the early 2000s and they had agreed upon sending out invites to Texas and the University of Colorado. So they first re- uh, reached out to Texas and Texas had agreed to join the Pac-10. But then they said they wouldn't come unless we also accepted Texas A&M, which the Pac-10 talked about the the all the chancellors and the presidents talked about and they agreed that 
bringing Texas and Texas A&M was a good decision. Then they also had to look at bringing in Baylor and Texas Tech as well because, like, the the governor was a, a Baylor grad and wanted those Texas teams together. So when it came to Baylor and Texas Tech, they looked at their the, the school's resume more than the athletic program, and they said that that's, that's a bridge they couldn't cross. Um, so they decided to not extend into the Texas territory back then, uh, which I think ended up being more of a mistake. Do you? I do. I mean, if the Pac, you, you look at what the Pac-12 is, is it's a, it's a, it's a good region, but extending into Texas would put so many more eyeballs on the Pac-12 in a really highly densely dense area that watches a lot of football. Therefore the money that's going to be brought into these universities is going to, to just go up exponentially. Yeah. And having Texas and having Texas in would have been a really cool thing. However, in the early two thousands, Washington was good, but then we took a huge dip. And do you think having those Texas teams in the league would have ended up hurting us? Yeah, I mean, they probably would have taken a lot of recruits from us, and it probably would have taken us a lot longer to get back to where we are now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, I love Texas, the University of Texas. I love Longhorn football. They were my number two to Washington. Um, I don't know if I'd love having them in the Pac-12 and having to root against them. And... um I mean, you're right. It, it brings a lot of eyes onto this conference and a lot of national attention onto this conference because Texas oh, – What I think what I would rather see other than A&M and Baylor and Tech is Texas and Oklahoma more than Texas and any other school from the Big 12 back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you think of <laughs> – you almost have to change the name away from the Pacific when Yeah, it had to have... be like the West Midwest twelve. Right. Right. Yeah, the teams that you would like to cherry pick out of there would be Oklahoma and Texas for sure. Well, and I always thought that that's what I heard was Texas that was, and Oklahoma. That was the last one right before we when they were thinking about doing the super conference. And then they went just to Colorado and Utah. Yeah, when the Big 12 decided that they weren't going to fold up their tents. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was going to be a huge deal. Um we we obviously didn't get that. One of the other interesting things he said was they're not just looking at, you know, academic or athletic programs when they're thinking of who they're letting into the conference they're really looking at the the institutions and how many schools want to be affiliated with cal stanford and washington because of their academic standing in the world Um, and that they they really put a focus on research-based basically graduate 
research-based programs. That's, that's what they're really after. And that's why, even though there's been interest to have teams like BYU join the conference, BYU is mainly an undergrad university. Therefore, they haven't ever been seriously considered to be brought into the Pac-12, which I thought was interesting. It is, because I never knew that. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Do, do you consider it a disappointment? I guess I don't, I, disappointment's not the right word. Would you rather have in the pack Texas, let's say Texas and Colorado, or Texas and Oklahoma, rather than Utah and Colorado? Huh. Um, I think that it was, I think it was smart to pick up Utah because that's just another piece of that. If the region of the, the, the Pacific coast, and then that little Midwest region, we now have most of those States covered ones that have at least some sort of population in them outside of Nevada. So I think it was good to pick up that area, and that's a lot of TVs that are now focused on Pac-12 football instead of, you know, Big Sky football or your BYU guys. Yeah. So I would rather have Texas than pretty much anybody else because that's a ton of eyes, and now that Washington is in a really healthy place, they can compete. But I really like the pickup of especially Utah and Colorado. I think – the the more I understand the demographics and why they did it, I understand. I was I mean, honestly, I was a little bummed when they were talking about realignment with Oklahoma and Texas, and then we just end up with a crappy Colorado team and a Utah team that I only know about because of the Holy War and yeah. Alex Smith. Yeah. So I like what they ended up doing. Um, I think that back in the early 2000s, if you got – texas involved we would be the the pac-12 would be the power school the power conference yeah yeah for sure um so if you were if you were the commissioner and you were told to go grab two more teams to become uh, a 14 school conference like the sec texas and oklahoma you'd go for texas and oklahoma yeah Okay, so they're not available because they're in the Big 12, and it looks like they're not folding. So what other schools would you try to go after, and why? I mean, why do you got to plug holes in my, in, in my Texas and Oklahoma hey, argument? This, is, this isn't your fantasy, <laughs> you sick freak. Okay. Uh, you know who is available? Who? BYU and Notre Dame. BYU and Notre Dame. Both independents. Yeah, they're they're available. Uh, BYU is closer to home. Uh-huh. Notre Dame's quite a trek, but Notre Dame brings a ton of money. I don't want a San Diego State. I don't want – I mean, really, I don't even really want BYU all that much. Who Who, who would you want? Um, I would seriously consider Boise State as one of them. Too small. Yeah, but they they have they have what you need. They they hit the 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 Boise area is not a small area. 
Um, so that's more TVs clicked on to Pac-12 football. Um, and they have a good football program, and that's what drives in revenue. I just, I just don't think that's a big enough market to bring into the Pac-12. I almost think that Colorado's too small of a market to bring into the oh, Pac-12. Oh, Colorado's huge. I, Boulder? Boulder, Denver, all those. Those are big places. Yeah, Denver's huge. But yeah, I just, you think of I, Boulder. I, you look at the whole state. Yeah, I just don't think I don't. I don't think of Boise State as a team that y- you could be like, oh man, we can't live without these guys. We could absolutely live without these guys. Well, I think at this point, and that that'll get to my next point. Uh, I, I maybe if you have to, maybe a Nevada would be another one that I would be interested in going after. I I, I don't like either. So here's the thing is if you can't get some of those big time schools, I think 12 is the perfect number. Yeah. Tell the big 12 folds. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to, what we, what we don't want to do is to be the big 10 and just delude ourselves with so many schools that like the Rutgers of the world. Right. You, you don't necessarily want that. You you don't want to be 14, 16. Well, look at the size, SEC, to be honest with you. Vanderbilt? Out, yeah, outside of, you know, your top four or five, that's a pretty terrible league. Yeah. Like, really yeah. bad. Even I mean, Arkansas has been good in the last few years. They are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just – I don't – being the – the Pac-12 is a prestige – it's a power five conference. And I don't want to just allow people to come in because we're searching for more teams. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't agree with bringing in Boise State and Nevada just because I don't think that they are prestigious and big enough to right fit into the Pac-12. Like so, they'd be they'd be the redheaded stepchild. So we would we would both agree that until something major happens, that we're happy with twelve. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. Why do you don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't need to go out and just hey, so you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> you know? Are you going to Oprah Winfrey then? <laughs> I, I am. All right. <laughs> what do you think about doing picks? Oh, Jake, you had a terrible week. Did I? I had a baller week. No. I did. Yeah, you took the lead, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Dang it. Oh, I kind of struggled at the end. Well, I still overall – oh, we tied up again. Are we? Yep. So I'm at – you are at 37 and 37. I am Oh, I did have a bad, bad week. 37 and 37. Oh, I had a bad, bad week. Okay, so last week, without Washington playing, I watched very little football. How about you? <laughs> I actually watched quite a bit. It was weird. I didn't want to, and I just, was like, huh, ah, it's football on. It was moving day for me, so we didn't get a ton in. So, Yeah. Um, I listened to Oregon's losing. That was fun. Um, so, Jake ended – you ended last week 
with two wins and three losses. I had three wins and two losses. So now that puts us both at 37 and 37 overall on the year. Wow. So good for us. We started the year off good. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot harder once they get into Pac-12 play, huh? Yeah, right. So let's get to some picks this week, huh? Yep. Let's see. So first we have night the uh, Utah Utes going into Colorado. Utah is favored by seven. Utah. I also have Utah. I'd have them by a lot more too. Yeah, I would too. Especially the way that that. So do you think that maybe Utah won so much is because nobody had any film on the quarterback? Say that again. Do you think the reason that Utah won by so much over Oregon is because nobody had any film on the new quarterback? Maybe. I just think I think Oregon is floundering. I think you that, think so. Yeah. Again, I think that they 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 had their Super Bowl when they beat Washington. Yeah. Um, okay. So next we have. SC at UCLA. SC is three and a half point favorites. USC is three and a half point favorites over UCLA. Yep. Take USC. All right. I'm taking UCLA. Next, we have Stanford going to Cal. You just told me UCLA was the worst play, the worst team in the conference. Yeah. I forget things that I say all the time. Okay, fair enough. Do you want me to just pick with you so we can just nope. each other? Yeah, tie out, the, tie out the rest of the year. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Next, we got Stanford traveling to Cal, and Stanford is a two-point favorite. Stanford. I agree with you. Next, we have Arizona State. Traveling to Oregon. Oregon is a three and a half point favorite. Oh man. That's tough. What'd you pick? ASU, baby. Did you? Hey, welcome Devils. Yeah, I'm gonna too. Then we have Arizona traveling to WSU. Man. WSU, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. My heart says go with Arizona, but my head says go with Wazoo. Yep. But you know I'm a sucker for love. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going with Arizona. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, um, I don't love Arizona, so I can (laughs) go with my head. Okay. Fair enough. All right, and then the game of the week, the Beavs. The game of the week. (laughs) Traveling up I-5 North to battle the Huskies. Washington is a, oh, my gosh. Is is it like a 108-point favorite? Might as well. It is a 33-and-a-half-point favorite. (laughs) That's so many points. Should they just... Hey, that's essentially five touchdowns. Should, 
should they just treat this like an FCS team and just not put a spread? Gosh, man. Like, they have to, so they're like, let's make this as awful as possible. 30 but like, and a half is a lot. God, I know loss. it. I know it. Ugh. I don't know if I could pick UW. That's a ton of points, dude. That's a lot of points. Who are you picking? OSU. Yeah, I am too. Gosh. Wow. That's that is so many points. It is a lot of points. What was Stan what was Stanford favored last week? Twenty seven? I couldn't even tell you. I think it was twenty seven. Didn't they cover? Oh, I have it here. Um twenty four. Twenty four and they covered. They covered. Uh, what did they how much did they beat him by? Um Seventeen thirty one points. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take OSU. The mighty beave keep it within five scores. (laughs) I hope they I hope Huh? Go ahead. I hope they lose by thirty (laughs) two. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Uh who's your offensive MVP? Uh, it's got to be like Gaskins or yeah. a running back that's just going to – or like a Aaron Fuller. Okay. I'm going with Miles Gaskin. I literally just threw out like four different guys. Yeah, or Jake Browning, whatever. <laughs> you know. Yep. Probably. Sean, Ma- Sean McGrew. Okay, cool. You know. And then, of course, uh, no, Greg think... Gaines is going to be the defensive. Yeah. I, I Offensive MVP, I mean, you could – Especially this game, you could pick so many people. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Aaron Fuller, but it's gonna be Aaron Fuller for like the first half. You know, <laughs> second like half have it'll like, be like Terrell Bynum. Yeah, he's gonna have like six catches for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, but but that's gonna be early and it's just gonna go away. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna throw the ball anymore. They're just gonna run, and that's why I don't think they cover because they're gonna run so much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, defensive MVP. Who do you have for offensive? You said Gaskin. Okay, fair enough. I just don't think Gaskin play, like like Fuller. I just don't think Gaskin plays all that much. I think they probably put in McGrew early. Yeah, and Ahmed and and Pleasant and just kind of forehead beast it. You know. Yep. Um, defensive. Man, I've been on that on Moose on train lately. He has had a heck of a second half. Yeah, he has. He's really stepped it up. I think I'm going to go with him. Okay. You're going to go with Greg Gaines? Of course. He's going to have another pick. This one will probably go back to the house. <laughs> 99 yards, Greg Gaines. Oh <laughs> Rumbling. To, the band's on the field. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Greg Gaines goes 99 yards and scores a touchdown, Everybody on the Beaver staff needs to be cut. If could, how how do you imagine that going? Like, obviously, Greg Gaines is getting ninety nine yards without anybody in the way. 
So right. is, yeah, he's not out running. No, so is Greg Gaines truck sticking or is he spinning off of tackles? I think that like when he was in high school, I think he was a running back. Wasn't that uh Vita Vea? Vita Vea was too, yeah. Greg Gaines also was. And Elijah Qualls, man. We just are D D I mean, what else would you do if you're a high school coach and you have this ginormous human being that has good feet? I mean, dare a high school kid to tackle somebody. Yeah, like I know. I'm t- dare me. That's exactly what you dare do. me to tackle somebody like that. Not happening. At 32, yeah, not gonna happen. Fully grown. I'm not. No. Yep, I don't tackle people. Anymore. <laughs> you barely run outside. Yeah, and when I do, I get strep throat. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, so, answer the question: Is it truck stick or is it is it spin moves? Or a combination I mean, of both. I'm gonna say C all the above. <laughs> yeah. You think he you think he does like the Reggie Bush like step back move? <laughs> <laughs> Just like watching somebody dive past him. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be so awesome to watch. Now you're getting into I know, but so. I mean, could you imagine that happening? What what would be your reaction? Tears of joy. <laughs> I think I might I might poo my pants. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. Yeah. It's just fun to it's fun to think about. It never happened. It's fun to think about. Ninety nine yards. I'll dream I'll dream about it. Too. I think about like the James Harrison interception in the Super Bowl. Oh, in the Super yeah. Bowl. That went like ninety nine yards. And he's Yeah, how did they not tackle? I was, even Larry Fitzgerald whiffed. Yeah, I mean he was he was like trying to go out of I know <laughs> I think it has to be something like that where like people like offensive players are like I don't know what I'm doing that was Roger Goodell telling him to let him score you think sure let's go conspiracy theory Kurt Warner who has never thrown an interception in his career throw one on the one yard line and then the rest of everybody else at the end of half yeah they, I think it was the last play wasn't it it was yeah. that led to I, all they need to do is tackle him, and the and the quarter was. Over. I was so bummed that play happened. Yeah, I hate the Steelers. Me too. <sighs> all right. Okay. Are we good? I don't know. Are we? I think so. Okay. One love. All right. One love. Go, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>